Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. A date which will live in infamy. I still have a dream. Good night. And good luck. It's Brandy Love on One American Podcast. Thank you so much for being here. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm honestly, all things considered, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it looked like you had a good dinner earlier. I saw the salad that you ate. It looked pretty legit. <laughs> Delicious. I'll be honest. There's, I, you know what? I don't know about this whole kale thing, but when it's mixed with other good stuff, I'm okay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, 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 I joke a lot, a lot with my mother-in-law because she's big on eating healthy. And I was like, I just, I can't do plants. I'm sorry. <laughs> What do you eat? Just like meat, protein? I, mean, I eat some plants, but yeah, just like a pasta, you know, just like a regular American. I love fast food and pasta and, you know, oh, all the unhealthy fair. stuff. That's fair. So um, it's been a wild ride. You've been in the news a lot lately. Um, tell me about that. What what happened exactly at TPUSA? Just, I, I, and I ha- I've intentionally not looked extensively into it because I just kind of wanted to hear the story fresh from you. I mean, I'm familiar with just like the general synopsis, but what really, what really how did it really play out? It's pretty weird. Um, I'll, I'll admit my faults, and there was some naivety. Um, I'm realizing now, based on everything that's coming out, kind of naive. And you wouldn't think for somebody who's in the adult industry that I would be so, but um, I was raised in a conservative home. I've always mm-hmm. carried constitutional policy and believing in America first and loving the country that I was born in, always, even though it was not always popular or a, a simple stance to take. So I had a friend who mentioned that TPUSA was coming to Tampa. It's like an hour and a half drive, no big deal. And I looked it up and I thought, oh, my God, Charlie Kirk. Yeah, I followed him on Instagram before I got disabled. And um, he's I didn't know you got disabled from Insta. Yeah, unfortunately, apparently a, me, a picture with me and my dog was against community standards. So, you know, censorship is awesome. It's great. So. But prior to that, what I knew about Charlie Kirk was, he's, can I can I can I say what I want to say, or do I have to be? You say I, exactly what you want to say. He's kind of a badass. He's extremely quick. Yeah. He's very sharp. He can answer any question. He's not afraid. Every video I watched was on a college campus confronting um, progressive liberals and and really having an impressive debate. One that. Mm-hmm. I'm not geared to do, but I'm impressed when I watch it. So I certainly knew who he was. We've got Dan Bongino. We've got Kat Timph. We've got all these really DeSantis was going to be there. How could I not want to purchase a ticket and be a part of this awesome opportunity? So I bought a ticket as a private citizen. Um, It's called an adult VIP ticket to a conference that is known based on their own website information as a college university professor where I saw all the words. I have college kids. So yeah, it's super important to me that this movement is pushed forward. So bought the tickets, got the hotel, made the drive, excited as hell to be there around other patriots. Um, yeah, my lanyard said Brandy Love. It's kind of a privacy thing. It's kind of like sure. a normal thing. I have other friends that were there with their their 
names in the media were yeah. Lady Gaga language. wouldn't put Stephanie or whatever on her. I'm name pretty sure she put Lady Gaga because here's <laughs> right. the thing: if I put Stephen Smith or you know Dorothy Miller, it's kind of this that people recognize, even if I don't have right. a name tag on. So it seemed kind of kind of weird. But anyways, registration went great. We walked the exhibit hall, had some great conversations. A few pictures were taken by clearly 18 individuals who I didn't approach. approached me. Sure. It happens. The public eye, it happens. Quick three or four selfies, whatever. Go to the hotel, get ready for the evening's events. Three and a half hours of speakers talking about anti-cancel culture, talking about censorship, talking about sacrifice for the conservative movement. Like, yeah, I get all of that. I got home or got back to the hotel, been off social media. I popped it up. Oh, look at this. Breaking news. Brandy Love is kicked out of TPUSA. I'm like, what? I was, I was so just there. You couldn't come back without, without telling you first. <laughs> I found out from social media and then I opened up my email based on what I saw on social media. And I had an email that said that I'd been, my lanyard had been revoked, that I'm not welcome back and that the decision was final. And, um, <laughs> that's how all of this. The email? Uh, the emails on social media, you can, it's Brandy underscore love on Twitter. Okay. I posted it because I wanted people to be able to see. I, I'm not covering anything. My story's never changed. This continues to change, but my story is the exact same. And um, their reason stated something about their policy, not allowing adult entertainment or influencers and a few other people um, so much for inclusion or being mm-hmm. inclusive. Um, here's the thing that was weird to me. Uh, Chase, I bought my ticket two months prior to the event under my name, Brandy Love, mm-hmm. and nobody vetted me within that time. Well, you think, especially since you bought a VIP ticket, that they would have definitely looked into you because they wanted they would want to make sure that all the VIPs have a, you know a good experience, right? Who else? Who else don't they vet? With all that time and with me being very forthcoming of who I am. I, I, it still boggles my mind. I still don't understand why this had to become such a controversial thing. I was just an American woman showing up to a conservative conference. So I'm also a follower and fan of Charlie Kirk. One of the things that I've traditionally liked about Charlie is that I think that the Republicans do a really bad job of branding. And TPUSA is like really reaching young people and it's, you know, it's just kind of rebranding the party for the future in a way that traditionally I thought was, you know, positive. Um, and uh, uh, I, I guess, uh, you know, I looked on the I looked on the TPUSA website and I was like, OK, it's like, what does their mission statement say? And like nothing in their mission statement has anything about like traditional Christian values or, you know, ideal like evangelism or things typically associated with being anti-adult, you know, industry uh, and uh, I guess my question for you is, w- do you think Charlie was specifically behind it? Or do you think it was just something that, that ha- you think parents were complaining? Like, what's the deal? Honestly, I can't, I, I can't speak on what I don't know. And nobody, sure. I've been, three or four people have reached out to me. doesn't matter who, doesn't matter what they said, but all three were different. All four, four different. Everybody has a theory as to what happened. And in my opinion, 
it shouldn't matter. A private citizen who believed in the conservative movement was booted out of a conference in which she bought a ticket for. What's confusing about that other than the fact that I got booted out and I got booted out for a legal profession, one that I chose to do and my free will as a grown ass woman and I've done for 16 years with no shame. And I think maybe that's the problem. I guess I'm supposed to feel bad for whom I was designed to be. And I, that's not going to, that's not going to sway me. I, that's a very bizarre issue for me. Yeah. So do you think that this is what, what you saw at TPUSA is like a reflection of the, the Republican Party as a whole? Or do you think this is like a fluke thing, which is kind of this organization? I think it's a very small faction of zealots. And mm-hmm. this is no different. Here's the thing. You've got you've got some factions on the right. It, it, please. This is an education I've gotten in the last five days. These are things that I, maybe naively, but I did not know. May I just, I didn't know. So we've got, as a Republican or conservative, I've always grown up thinking, wow, there's these crazy factions on the left, right? They're pretty right, extreme. Right. And they've become more extreme. We've got Antifa. We've got BLM. That's not all Democrats. Not all Democrats are progressive, right? Mm. But then I thought there was a right. That's me. I kind of, I, I like conservative policy. Um, I love constitutional policy. I believe in the police protecting us. I believe in law and order, second amendment, you know, the basics, low taxes. Never in my life would I have thought that my own party would turn on me for my legal profession, for, for owning and enjoying the liberties and freedoms promised to me by the constitution of the United States. Why would a conservative assume that I'd be kicked out by this conference that preaches those very things? I'm still in a little bit of shock, to be honest with you. Hmm. Well, and I listened, I'm not sure if you ever listened to the, um, the portal podcast that um, Eric Weinstein did with uh, Riley Reed. Uh, where they talked, to, they spoke a little bit about you know what it's like to be in the adult industry and stuff. It's a great episode. Have you ever seen? Have you listened to that, or were you familiar with that? No, but I'm going to when we're off air. I'll send you a link. I'll send you a link. It, it blew Please. my mind, and it was it was really funny to hear um, uh, uh, Eric in that conversation because he's just sort of like a stereotypically brilliant mathematician, physicist type, you know. And then here he is talking to like you know one of the hottest women on the internet. So it was like it was just a really funny dynamic, and I really enjoyed it. But he asked so many great questions, and one of the things that came up in that interview was. Um, you know how difficult it is for for a lot of adult entertainers to like get things as simple as like a bank account right like do you have a hard time with like are you allowed on paypal no i got kicked off years ago and i still i don't i still don't know what i did nor did they ever tell me that's that's i've given up on all that venmo kicked me off paypal kicked me off and it for just being me i didn't even really use those i it's that's a crazy story but um yeah Something of the past several days has come to my the forefront of my mind is I find it really intriguing and problematic that in this country and as humans, we're all born with these unique skill sets, right? Like you're you're an awesome podcaster. You, you have Thanks. this way about you. You get it. You know what you're doing. Your lighting's right. And, and you're just that's your skill set. This is so out of my realm of comfort 
this is not my skill set. I'm so nervous. This is, um, you're doing great. You're very kind, but you, you, my point is I know my skill sets and people might laugh at my skill set, but let me tell you something. It took years to be comfortable on a camera. It took years naked doing what I do for a living and, and to own it and be like, this is awesome. Like I'm pretty good at this. And I keep getting better. And when I get my emails from couples that go, we watch your porn and our sex life has gotten better and our marriage is better. I mean, years of these. So the, the acts aren't so bad, but what I don't get is why can't we celebrate you with your skill set? A carpenter for his awesome skill set, a musician for their ability to play the piano or sing a song. Why can't sex workers be celebrated for their skill set and actually utilized when you have an issue and go, you know what, Brandy might know how to give really great head. I'm going to get my husband tonight and hit her up. And I answer her and they have a great night. That's my skill set. Why does it have to be so poo-pooed and so negated to those people are shit, they're degenerates? I'm still here, by the way. I think my camera just froze. Uh, you should be able to hear me, though. I'm just going to reset it. I saw that. So, uh, I saw it. Yeah, that's I can a, hear you. <laughs> That's a really good uh, uh, point that you just made, and I just I kind of want to seg- segue. I, I want to make sure that we you know thoroughly touch on like the conservative conservative party and TPUSA and everything going on there. But um, I do want to ask you just generally, how did you get into adult entertainment? Uh, you said it was 16 years ago. What what kind of like brought you into the into the fold, and and um, uh, what's that story? Well, it's again, it's pretty simple. Uh, my husband and I, he came from corporate America. I had a corporate job. We wanted, we've always been entrepreneurs. We met in college. We were going to open a gym. We were going to do this. We had all these great ideas. Both ended up in corporate America. Thank goodness, because it taught us so much about owning a business, all the different skills you need to properly manage a business. And um, we started a wine label business. And that was awesome. It was great back in 2002, 2003. But we didn't know anything about the internet other than we enjoyed watching porn together. That was like my idea of the internet. And back when it took six hours to download a video. (laughs) But it was worth it. I'm just saying. So, (laughs) So the company that we hired to build our website for the wine company. No coincidence, in my opinion. I don't believe in them. I call them God of winces. It was supposed to happen. They worked in the adult industry as affiliate managers, which means they pushed traffic. They understood the backside, the, the, the business side of moving traffic. And one day, I don't know what it was about us, but they looked at us and went, you guys ever considered like running a business in the adult industry? And we both went, wait, what, that's a business? Like, that's a thing? I thought they were porn fairies. Like, they're these special people that have these amazing, sexy skills, right? We did a PL, We did a performa. We looked at each other and went, oh, my God, we need to do this. This looks so fun. And when it came time to decide who to invest our money into, I mean, who can you trust more than yourself? Right. I, I woke up one morning. I said, babe, I, I want to do it. I want to I be the, fa- the face, the first sight, whatever you call it. That's mm-hmm. how silly I was. I'm like, whatever it is, I want to do it. He's like, uh, you know, everyone's going to know. And I'm like, oh, there's thousands of these women. I mean, come on, let's just do this. This will be fun. And that started brandylove.com. Wow. Never wow. looked back. Never looked back. 
So has it been has it been challenging like to, to, to be married and maintain like a healthy relationship and be in the be an adult industry performer? Um, of course, there's those challenges. I mean, we're human. It's, it's a unique sure. situation, for sure. But from the mm-hmm. time we met in college, um, it's kind of a funny term, but we consider each other wild dogs. Like, you're a wild dog. We just run free. <laughs> and the beautiful yeah. thing about finding my soulmate at the age that I did is we grew together. We bonded very early. And quite quickly into our marriage, we decided there is no plan B. I'm never going to leave you. You're never going to leave me. So let's just like approach the world as it's our oyster. Let's just have fun. And that's exactly. We both have thick skin because Lord knows people don't like when people live free. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's, that's amazing. Good on, good on you guys. I'm, I'm happy for you in that. And you know, I'm a I'm a follower of like right. Ben Shapiro, and, and I'm a follower of Ben Shapiro and other conservative influencers. You know, I like to, I like their input. And one of the things that uh, you know Ben Shapiro is famous for is he came out with a book which I have oh, not froze. read. In full disclosure, but oh, I froze. Can you hear me now? Oh, we're back. Okay, okay I got cool. you. You were saying you're a follower of Ben Shapiro. Yeah, that yeah, broke and- the internet. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no kidding. And but you know, one of the things he did early in his career was he wrote a book, um, which I have not read on, um, you know, the porn industry and the effects of porn on the mind and things like that. Are you familiar with like any of those arguments or or points sort of against just pornography in general? And do you have any do you have any like thoughts on that? I've done a few debates. Um, uh, I sure. did a three a three series videos with the Daily Caller um, de- uh, debating with Terry Schilling this very conversation. The neurological, the psychological, the financial, the uh, addiction aspect, um, the accessibility to children online. It's an awesome debate, to be honest with you. And Mm -hmm. I spent about a week, uh, actually, that's not true. I spent a lot more than that researching this very topic. So I knew what I was speaking of. And at the end of the day, for every medical research that comes out against porn, there's an equivalent that says it's for porn, meaning Mm -hmm. really, and what I believe is it's very individual. It's, Mm -hmm. it's up to the individual. If it's a sin for you, you shouldn't watch it. It's pretty simple. But if it's not, who is the other guy to judge the other one for watching it? That's true of tobacco. It's true of alcohol. It's true of pretty much everything. If it's a problem for you, you shouldn't do it. If it's not eh, pretty much seems to be healthy. I mean, little boys are born holding on to their ding ding. There's a reason. That's our sexuality. It's a gift. And I don't know that I'll ever understand why sex work and the industry is attacked so brutally when it's pretty much the most natural thing known to man. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That's that's really interesting. And I'll have to go back and, uh, and check out those debates because I'm interested in that conversation, too. Um, I'm going to have to go read this book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. And I, I can't remember what year it was that he wrote it. I'm, I'm sure it's very good, but I'll um, find it. Yeah, and I don't know what his position is on TPS, TPUSA kicking you out or not. Um, I'm sure that he's, he mentioned it on a show. I haven't listened to that episode, but um, you know, it just seems to me that conservatism is supposed to be the party of liberty. And I think the dogmatism that's been associated with the party from, you know, 20, 30 years ago with, you know, the staunch sort of anti-gay marriage positions that the party had for a long time. I think that dogmatism is 
really a big part of the reason that the Republican Party is having problems today, especially in terms of getting young people com- to be comfortable with, with the party. And I was just kind of, I was disappointed, but I was more surprised to see that an organization so um, heavily associated with appealing specifically to the college age demographic. I mean, it's kicking the snot out of like every college Republicans group. They are just like taking over these campuses. And I could not believe that they would make a br- the, the branding decision that they made to, to um, uh, not welcome you. Well, you know, the thing that's unfortunate is, let's be honest, maybe they're pissed that I have a bigger reach to college students. Just saying. And where they messed up is instead of working together and just going, look, a patriotic woman who believes in the conservative movement, movement, we can reach all these people, right? We can reach more than we already have. Not me. It's not about me. I I, I wasn't right. there as a speaker. I wasn't there to promote them, but I was. I actually posted a picture of me getting my registration, geeking out and fanning out about being there because I was so excited. And they actually used that against me, saying that I'm promoting them on my porn social media. Well, first of all, if you could see any of the adult content on my profile, it's because you followed me. I have my settings to sensitive content, which means you not only have to seek me out, you have to you have to follow me. And then you have to go into your profile and click the little button that says you're willing to see sensitive content. So whoever discovered who I was claiming that I have a explicit Twitter did those three things mm-hmm. to discover that there was any adult content on the whatsoever, which again, I find extremely intriguing. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So it sounds to me like what happened was there were just some uh, influential people within the organization that were that were raising a fuss and somebody decided that they had to um, ask you to leave rather than suffer the the pain of pissing off some inf- influencer within the within the organization that, that's just off, off the top of my head that seems like what happened but it backfired yeah, i think so if they didn't want me there and they could have come to me and been adults about it and said you know what brandy we hate to do this this is this sucks and it it's kind of embarrassing because it is, but we're, it, would you be willing to just, you know, bow out, whatever, we'll take care of things. It's just too problematic. You know what? I'm a reasonable human being. I could, I could have right. considered all of these things if they had talked to me and I could have gone, Ooh, okay. I look, I don't want to be a problem. They didn't, they didn't do that. They chose not to do that. They never reached out to me personally. I don't consider email personal. What you and I are doing, this is personal. This is being human. This is having a conversation. But instead, they made a statement to appease someone or someones. I don't believe the whole TPUSA, but a segment. And I, I, I think it horribly backfired because I think what Americans are seeing is, oh, my God, if they'll do it to her because she's in the adult entertainment industry, maybe because I, I'm in the... T- I'm next, or maybe because I'm a bartender, they're going to come after me. Where does it end? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. And I was talking with my um, my best friend uh, about this very uh, what, what happened to you and kind of what's going on politically, um, just generally. And it seems to me that there's sort of like a radicalization that's happening on both 
for, for on both sides of the political spectrum. And I think it has to do with social media in that if you are an influencer on social media, and you probably you're probably familiar with this as a as a porn star, it, you 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 put out content and you see which content gets the most engagement, and then you make more content like that. So if you have a segment of your audience where you know, for example, every you know sort of radical evangelical type person, you know, if they engage ten times more than just sort of like a middle of the road audience then that's going to radicalize content from influencers so they can drive the most traffic, get the most followers, get the most ad, uh, uh, ad revenue as possible. And it seems to me that on the left and the right, we do have the situation where our influencers are becoming more radicalized because the radical audiences engage the most with the content. To me, it's pretty simple. Um, and I, I like to keep it that way. I think words are causing nothing but problems in our society and both on the right and the left. Everybody's using language, redefining words, blah, blah, blah. I think as Americans, we can all agree um, that there are very small percentages. There are very, very small on both sides of the right and the left. And I also believe most Americans are, are seeing with their own eyes that you cannot rule a very diverse country, the most amazing and diverse country in the world on a stream. We need to be somewhere here where I think the majority of us live. Most of us just want to live and let live. Most of us just want our freedoms and liberties. I, To my core, I believe that. And as soon as Americans start speaking up for that, speaking against the radical right and the radical left, I believe we're going to get our country back. But if we don't and we just sit here on our hands and go, oh, it's kind of weird, but I'm not going to say anything, then we're going to lose our country. So if nothing comes of this, because this hasn't been fun, this hasn't been financially profitable, this has been the most bizarre six. What I realize is if Americans just act like Americans and err on the side of freedom and Christians act like Christians and err on the side of love, we're going to be just fine. Mm hmm. Yeah, that's right. That was a really good tweet that you made. I, I remember when you made that that comment specifically, and I think that's really, really powerful. And that being said, um, this whole TPUSA thing has been good for your uh, your engagement online, hasn't it? Do I still have you there? Did I lose you? Yeah, but you know what? I'm a capitalist. There we go. I think we're uh, sorry. I think you might have a, a little bit of a um, internet connection issue. You're you're popping in and out a little bit. I haven't totally lost you yet. Can you hear me? Okay, I can hear and see you. I can hear you. Okay, you're good. It's just a little intermittent. Go ahead. Sorry, you were, you were saying you're a yeah. capitalist. Everybody's surfing porn at that hour, so it messes with the internet. Um, <laughs> Uh, at the end of the day, <laughs> right. the reality is not, I, I'm a capitalist and I, I absolutely love that about this country. So with
solemnly ask of every man who hears this case to let his own mind pronounce a verdict upon it. You have heard the testimony of the state's witnesses. The confession of Peter Keating has made clear that Howard Rourke is a ruthless egoist who has destroyed Cortland Holmes for his own selfish motive. The issue which you are to decide is the crucial issue of our age. Has man any right to exist if he refuses to serve society? Let your verdict give us the are you back? I'm here. Are you here? <laughs> I lo- yeah, I lost you for a second. I don't know what's going on. Uh, servers must be busy. Everybody's uh, everybody's searching for Brandy Love on on the internet. <laughs> oh my god! Hopefully, they're searching for so you I, too. Yeah, right. Well, I'm not. I, I'm not in, in any. Um, yeah, I was going to ask you. How does a guy like me get in? Get into your industry? <laughs> Look. That it's no easier than a girl like me getting into yours. If you've got the skill oh, set, come on, awesome. you're beautiful. You're you're beautiful and talented. No, well, like right back at you, and we both do the very thing that we were designed to do. It's that right. simple. Right, right. So now, um, as someone who's been in, involved in the in um, in adult film, the adult adult industry, have. Have you um, like experienced any of the stereotypes that are, like the negative stereotypes associated with the industry? Like, I don't know if you watch like the movie Boogie Nights, for example, Mark Wahlberg, great movie. Like, you see, like there's a lot of there's a lot of ugliness in that movie. Obviously, it's just a movie. And like, I guess what the question I'm trying to ask you is like, is is the adult film industry an industry that you would recommend to a young person, you know, who was interested in it, or is it something that you would like encourage young people to shy away from? Um, it's a great question. And the answer is neither. I think it's extremely important to follow the path that you've been given. Um, whether whether certain people like it or not, my path has been handed to me and I chose not to disregard it. Is it easy? No. Um, coming out as a conservative Christian porn star, who would do that? Knowing what I know now, I, I ask myself, like, oh, my God, what are you thinking? And looking up to God going, really, why would you do this? Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, I'm like, thank you. I'm doing exactly what I was meant to do. And it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks about it. It's not their call. And I would mm-hmm. never choose to say to anybody, oh, you should do this. That's what you should do. It'll make you happy. Under no circumstance would I do that. That job is taken, in my opinion, and I think everybody should seek to do what makes them ha- happy and follow their passion. Because when you do that, um, you're just a much happier person. And right now, especially this last week, I see so many people who are so miserable. How do you preach, be a Christian, and be so freaking mean, and your mm-hmm. face is so mad and you're just you're growling at the screen and i'm going i'm like how is that joy-filled life because i'm cool man i'm having a great time life is good what are you so mad about so i I wish people would think a little bit more about their message before they they put it out there because it's pretty contradictory Yeah, I'm with you on that. And um, I, I guess uh, a good place for us to kind of um, wrap everything up would be to say, uh, what do you think the Republican Party needs to do to be successful moving forward? And um, what do you think is going to happen in 2022 and 2024? 
Your guess is, man, your guess is as good as mine. What I do hope is um, for the Republican Party, for the for the conservative movement, we're always going to have differences of opinion. We're always going to have different brands of Christianity. We can have agnostics. We can have Jewish people. We can have Catholics. We should all be welcome. We really should practice what we preach, which is inclusion. Um, if we do I'm that, the okay. whole world is against us tonight. <laughs> so yeah, what I mean is 2022, 2024, what do you think is going to happen? What, what does the Republican party need to do to be successful moving forward? Well, you get, your guess is truly as good as, as, as mine, but what I can tell you is if we're ever going to get the pro America, America first, live and let live freedom and liberty, if we're ever going to get that back, we actually have to practice what we preach as the right mm. and be inclusive within our own party. We've got Vince. I'm going to screw his name up. Colt. I'm really bad because I'm mad at him. He's not a very nice guy. So I call, call him Vince colonoscopy, but it's like Vince colonase, whatever. And then we've mm. got Candace Owens. I made a meme on Twitter about it because I was like mind blown. Both Republicans both in the Republican Party, she says, I'm sick of Big Ten. Republicans got to stop talking Big Ten. And two seconds later, Vince goes, we need to be a Big Ten party. And I literally use Beavis and Butthead as the ending because I'm like, uh, what? So for us normal people who aren't in the political realm, how do we, who am I following? What, what does this party stand for? We got to dumb it down. It, it needs yeah. to be as simple as you love America, you want freedom and liberty, you want to follow the Constitution, boom, you're in. Let's go. Let's make this country great. It's that simple. Yeah. And if the Republican well, it, Party do that. Yeah, absolutely. One that you can't win an election if um, if you're not Big Ten. I mean, in order to re- win an election, you have to get a majority of votes, or at least, you know, most of the time you have to get a majority of votes. And so, I mean, if you're going to be a small town political party, then, you know, you could be the Green Party or something lame like that. <laughs> well, and, <laughs> Never and, win you know, an election, you know. In the grand scheme of things, who likes elitists? Who wants to deal with right. gatekeepers? Americans are born, to, to use a Kid Rock line, we're born <laughs> free. We want that. That's it's right. in our nature. So stop trying to squash us and stick us into a little box that you define. It's we, the people, they work for us, not the other way around. Yeah, absolutely. So where can people find you and what is next for you in the world? Well, if you don't know yet, it's highly entertaining and bizarre. So not for the thin skinned, but Brandy underscore love is my Twitter. And for those of you who like to have conversations about politics and everything we're not supposed to talk about and nudity, Hit me up on onlybrandy.com. Those are my those are my two major hangouts. And listen, Chase, as far as the future, do any of us know what tomorrow brings? I'm open, I'm listening, and I'm trying to be very conscientious of where I'm supposed to go next. But right now, I'm super happy right where I am. That's great. Well, I'm happy for you. God bless you. And thank you. if there's ever anything you need, let me know. And thank you so much for taking the time to come on tell your story um, uh, and add the the human factor to this political mess that's going on. So I really appreciate you, support you, and um, thank you so much. Thanks, Chase. Anytime. 
Okay. Take care. Take care.